All right, what's up, everybody? This is the Brownwater Banner Podcast, and I'm sitting here with Jim Fiore. What's up, people? Yeah, Jim. So, Jim is the owner of American Martial Art Academy, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Thank here. God you got that right. Most yeah. people say arts. We teach one art, Jiu-Jitsu. It's I, the only you know, art. I used to say that, though. I used to get it wrong. Everybody gets it wrong. Yeah. So I got it, And it's right here behind me. I can see it uh, pretty good. So there was... I was able to cheat. Anyway, we're here in Diabraville, Mississippi, uh, and Jim has just opened up a brand new state-of-the-art, how many square feet? It is 5,000 square feet. 5,000 square feet, new jiu-jitsu academy right here on, that's uh, Central Avenue, right? We're off of? Yeah, Central yeah. and Seymour. We're right near the Diabraville Middle School. I don't think it's a coincidence that you moved your school to Seymour Avenue. That is hilarious. Means that that's my last name. I know I went from Warrior Drive, right, to Seymour, to Seymour Avenue, to what, which is a greater fighter than a warrior, for sure. <laughs> I rolled with uh, you. I know. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know how not true that statement is. Um, so let's give uh, everybody who's listening. Um, I think we. I've been thinking about this. Let's start with like your background first, and then we'll get into like all the other stuff. Yeah, we need to kind of go over to what jujitsu is. Yeah, most people are like absolutely. No, is I've, that I've, karate? No. Yep. I've already and got. We got to make that. Yep. Let's disclaimer. start with you. Let's start with you though first. Like what? What's your origin story? Because mm. I've asked you this a, little, a couple times before. Yeah, most people are like, it. "How did you end up here?" Right. So, uh, you know, growing up, played a lot of sports. Okay. Was always interested in mathematics and science. Kind of went that route. Uh, went to college. I thought I was going to get my PhD in molecular biology or something like that ended up with a master's uh this is going to just be the short synopsis yeah, yeah, of yeah, it yeah, just give it to us quick um uh, got my master's in microbiology and biotechnology uh from there went and did research at university of pennsylvania worked with a bunch of cells and looking at a specific type of disease uh which will be boring our listeners if i decided <laughs> to go into it we right. would make this thing fun right uh so basically from there uh at that time my wife joined the military we moved to uh, Lackland Air Force Base in Texas, continued doing science down there. But then one day my brawn uh, decided to beat up the nerd in me. So like you were in a lab though. I was a full on lab geek. Like, like you had a white coat? I had a white coat. Yeah. yeah. I was working with pipetters, you know, <laughs> looking through microscopes. Right, right, you right. You know, and giving my like little geeky presentations, PowerPoint with my laser, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, then finally, just one day it just hit me like, what am I doing here? I'm not happy. You know, were you miserable or just like there's got to be more kind of deal? Yeah, you know, it, it got to a point where, and I, I don't want to sound conceited, right? Um, but I got my master's early on. Mm -hmm. I got my master's when I was like 24 and a half. Uh, what a show off! Go ahead. Keep and uh, then I started teaching anatomy and physiology mm -hmm. at a college level mm -hmm. and went to a lab director position. So I kind of maxed out where I needed to be for for that career. The next step was going into a PhD program and. I just kind of looked back and I was like, mm, I really don't want to go back to school. want to kind of start doing something else. And that's when I kind of got into the personal training aspect of it and me being a athlete and a competitor from high school. Yeah. In college too. I ran track. Okay. Um, I hate running. Keep yeah. Running. Me too. Now, now I have a subfloor, so I don't <laughs> have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so when, uh, I got into, uh, personal training, Cause I kind of just quit my job. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Moving on. Uh, so got into personal training. A guy gave me actually a card to a karate school, or Taekwondo school. And I was like, I can totally do this. Cause I looked at the dude and I was like, really? 
Like, you're a red belt. Yeah. I was like, where's that to black belt? I was like, oh, man, it's like brown belt and black, and I'm going to be a first-degree black belt. And I was like, okay. And how long did it take you to get there? Ah, uh, about like two and a half, three years. So me being like, I want to hang trophies on my wall, I was like, hmm, I'm like 29, 30 at that time, and I'm like, two and a half, three years, 33, first-degree black belt? That sounds pretty good. Right. You know, so I went to the the dojo, yeah. you know, started training with the guy. He was like, you're really good. And had me do like this first class, like jumping. It was, I felt like a child. <laughs> it was so sad. But anyway, I decided to sign up. That and was Taekwondo or that was karate? That was Taekwondo. Okay. okay. They kind of yeah, mirror each other. Okay. Yeah. The only difference is karate is a Japanese based martial art. Taekwondo is a Korean martial art. Okay similarities are virtually the same except it's, the language barrier. I, th I thought that Taekwondo was more uh, kicking where like focused only or is that, is that wrong? Well, they work on strikes as well. Okay. So yes, you're correct. Okay. Uh, so karate uh, tends to do less kicking. They have stronger stances. They have more of an emphasis on punching mm -hmm. and more doing like, you know, a front kick or a side kick. Taekwondo is a little bit more flashy. There's yeah. a lot more jumping and spinning involved into it. Um, but at the end of the day, they're mm -hmm. stand-up martial arts. Okay. Versus jujitsu, where it's a ground-based martial art, and they also do talk about stand-up tactics as well, but the primary focus is, is the ground. ground. Yeah. Correct. Um, but getting back to mm -hmm. the life story, so basically quit my job as a researcher, Got into personal training, was successful with that. Uh, got into a situation where I could actually have my own company working with specific athletes. How did you make that leap? Like from from the from the research lab to like, look, I'm I'm that's a steady paycheck, right? I mean, yeah. you're just like, I'm just going to go train people now. How do you do that? That's that's and that's a question I want to know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me, that's a big leap, dude. That's a um, big leap. It's just kind of in my heart, really. You know, I just kind of felt that's where God wanted me to go. Being a Christian, yeah, I just kind of took that time and. So I'm really not happy here. I just kind of felt a calling mm -hmm. into that, you know, mm -hmm. and all through my life, just being academics, I've always kind of had this teaching quality. Right. Um, I was a professional climbing guide for a little bit, you know, so <laughs> really it's another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a know? whole other topic. Yeah. So, you know, even, you know, really young, I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. Like mm -hmm. I cut people's grass, you know, I was in Boy Scout camp. So, you know, I was there, I was a, a merit badge counselor. So, you know, taught things there. So all throughout my life, it was basically, I wanted to teach people. I wanted to train people. I wanted to make people better. Right. Um, I was making myself better. I was getting good results. So I was like, well, if I'm getting good results, I'm sure other people want good results and they want somebody who can help them get to good results. Why wouldn't they hire me? Okay. I like so, that. I like that. That's confidence right there. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly. Yeah. As long as you have the heart and the passion to go out there and do what you do. I want to take a risk though. Right? That's an entrepreneur. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I admire You got to take the yeah. risk. Yeah. It's just like here, you know, a 5,000 square foot facility, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What are you doing? What? Yeah. yeah. You know, for, for being in jujitsu, you know, for eight years, but then owning a business in jujitsu for four years and going from, you know, a thousand square foot facility to 5,000 in jump. four and a half years mm -hmm. is insane. So it was a huge commitment and I did talks with my wife, my friends, mm -hmm. you know, Eric mm -hmm. talking to him. And then you just got at that time, you just got to pull the trigger. 
gotta you got to go for it. And either you got to put all chips in. And that's what I did with this school. I'm like, okay, either I'm going to make it or I'm going to break it. Right. But I can definitely say I feel very confident with the instructors that I have, the students that I have, that we're going to blow this place up. I think we will. I think you we know, will. And as Eric says, we're going to build an empire. There you go. So research lab, white coat, pipettes, big nerd. I'm going to start training people. You did like like fitness at a gym, like a personal trainer in a yeah, gym. Yeah, so I was a personal trainer at a gym, but again, I um I buck heads with um superiors. Okay. So like maybe another reason to get into being an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you're always having problems, <laughs> you can't work with anybody else. You might as well yeah, just work by yeah. yourself. I don't know how I've been married for 15 years. She must be a saint. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She is. Uh but yeah, so um I've always just had a problem with authority. Right. You know, I like making my own way, like coming up with my own things, like setting my own schedule. Right. You know, like if I can go to work and I can get things done in a four hour period, why should I have to stay there for eight? That makes no sense. I say that all the time at work and nobody listens. But my <laughs> boss didn't really understand that concept. He wasn't too much. digging that, right? No. So how long did you, were you a personal trainer before you? I was a personal trainer for about two years, but again, sorry, I was a personal trainer, made my way up to the top um, and got to the top and I was like, okay, what else is there to do? Right. And you so, start, that's when you started taking Taekwondo and yeah, classes? start yeah, started taking Taekwondo and then kind of reached out and you know, started doing my own business thing, working with endurance athletes. Okay. Uh looking at metabolic testing, VO2 testing, looking at nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um did I bet your background helped out a lot in that, right? To a certain extent, a lot yeah. of it was trial and error. You spoke you know? the language, I'm sure. I did. I sounded educated. Right. <laughs> you could you could at least outsmart <laughs> the people you were talking to. That's right. Right. Um, okay. So, so, so then, uh, got into personal training, uh, opened up my own company at that time. It was time for us to really kind of start, uh, PCSing, you know, over here to Kiesler. Okay. But during that time, that interim, as I was kind of going up in Taekwondo, getting close to my black belt, I also started cross training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. The reason for that was, uh, Taekwondo and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu started seeing, or sorry, uh, Taekwondo started seeing the need to start bringing in other aspects of martial arts because people were getting bored with it. They didn't want to learn the same form. They didn't want to learn the same stances, the right. same count kicks, whatever it may be, because they're cookie cutter copies of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and they started seeing that jujitsu started just really coming up in the uh, area. And so they need to kind of have that competition. So they started introducing grappling into their programs. But they didn't know what the hell they were doing. You know, these are third, fourth degree black belts in Taekwondo that have no basis trying to teach an arm bar, a triangle, a cross collar choke. Nothing on the ground. Nothing it's on not the what ground. they do. It's not what they do. Right. So my guy actually brought in like a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt and started training us, right? For my second degree program, they're like, well, you have to learn grappling. I was like, okay. So he showed me the beauty of Jiu-Jitsu. And I started looking around being like, I really had the wool over my eyes on this as a fighter for what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, and to have that true value and being a, a quality black belt, you know, cause I could handle myself. Yes, but not at the level of a Brazilian jitsu black belt. Right. You know? Uh, so then I decided to make that shift into jujitsu and put it like my heart, my mind, my spirit, into that and started ranking up and my teachers were like, man, you're a good teacher. You have good jujitsu. 
So if you want to open a school, go open a school. So I said, okay. So I opened up a school here in Mississippi over in Ocean Springs like four years ago. I don't think I knew that. That's where you started. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I actually started out at a small judo school, uh, Gulf Coast Judo. Okay. With uh, Jim Hunt and Ken Altman, amazing guys, amazing judo. And they gave me my start. Right. You know, so I give you were them a purple belt at that time. I was a purple belt. Who were you training under at that time? At that time, I was under, um, it's called A-Force Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and then the specific black belt that I was under was John DeLua Cartagena. And then his professor was Andre uh, Montanero. Okay. Okay. So you open up a school in Ocean Springs. Yeah. So open up a school in Ocean Springs. How, how did that, like what, like so, day one, like. So basically <laughs> I was just started looking around at different areas and found this judo school and they had availability for me to come in and teach. Yeah. And so I said, well, this is going to be low risk. I'm going to see if I can make it. And the judo school started looking like Jim Fiore's Jiu-Jitsu Academy. And that's at, a good point you just made though. That's low risk, right? So that was already mm-hmm. an established school. You didn't have to like go out and just, you know, Oh, I didn't have to get the house. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I just had to put a logo up and build a website and say, Hey, I'm available for hire. Right. If you want to come learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm the guy. Right. You know, but you know, I was competing with that's smart though. That's smart. That's like, like you said, it's a low risk. I mean, you kind of, you can kind of put your foot in the pool without jumping in, see if you can swim. You know what I mean? That is very true. Very true. So, uh, started over there. I was over there for about eight months and then I was driving through Diabreville. Uh, and it's so confusing over here. This is like Bermuda's triangle. I don't understand any of the roads around here. So I got lost one day and I went by my old gym, I guess. Yeah. Old. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. I went by the gym I was going to be in on warrior drive. And I just kind of felt like, man, this is like, God's like telling me this is where you should be. Like it's directly across from a middle school. It's Warrior Drive and it's storefront access. But for the three and a half years I was there, I only had like two students from Diabreville Middle School. Over there at the old, loca- old location. Yeah, it makes yeah. no sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, that is kind of weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, I was just like, man, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> right none, of them, none of them showed like, up. Wow. Yeah, this is I got insane. Two. Yeah. But you, the, the end of that story is you did pretty well. Oh, yeah. 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 But so, with the help of a lot of people. You move out of the judo school. Yeah, I moved out of the judo school. We parted ways uh, very well. Right. Um, we're still... What, you were getting too big or you just was like, this is working, so I want to do this something for working, myself. This is working. It's getting too big. Um, you know, I'm really starting to infringe on their business. Right, right. I don't want Were you to. teaching like after their classes or during or... Man, I was... Te- so they only had classes two times a week. So I taught the other three days, plus I was able to teach during the one hour before that they went on. And some of their students started cross-training, and I started cross-training with them. And then they started seeing that, man, Jim's a really good fighter. (laughs) (laughs) The things that we're teaching isn't kind of like what he's teaching. Yeah, like why is he killing everybody in here? Had they never seen like the Gracie stuff? You know what I mean? Well, like, well, Gracie is like a synonymous term. You know what I mean? It's just like Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. But right. there's different aspects of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Like all of us stem from Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, but there's like what I mean is 20 that, of them. Well, yeah, but what I mean was they like they made it popular. Yes. They brought it to the United States Correct. and exposed mm-hmm. everybody for what they were doing, right? Because like, of UFC 1. Correct. 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 And I've watched a lot of that stuff and read a lot about that. And that was extremely smart what they did. Brilliant. Starting UFC, putting Royce in there as their go-to guy, uh, 
little guy. He was a little, not the littlest, maybe, but he was not. He, he was not Shamrock. He was not the um, the biggest guy in the family, and True. they did that on purpose to prove that their techniques worked. Yeah, right. Jiu-Jitsu is all about. The- Hickson would have been the guy that they could have put in and been like, you know, but they didn't want everybody saying, "Well, look how big Hickson is," because he was like jacked, yeah, shredded dude, just like like me, right? Exactly, or me. Uh, for sure, and like you know, so they put Royce in there, which was you know a little bit smaller, but he's he's still he's six two. Mm-hmm. He was just slender and not as muscular to prove that jujitsu was the superior art. And then he just goes in there and just destroys every single person. They yeah, put in once front you of get him. to the inside to take the person to the ground, That's nobody it. knows what to That's do. It. It's over because every man's like, I'm gonna punch you in the face, right? Right. And game over, right? But you counter that. And you take that person to the ground, it's like, what just Mike happened? Mike Tyson can't throw, like, great punches if he's laying on his back. That's right? true. It's, it's kind of the, the, the thing behind that. So going back to the origin story, and then we'll get more into that, like what we're talking about, about the jiu-jitsu and what it is and mm-hmm. what it's not. You move into Warrior Drive right over here by the uh, – that's the middle school now. When I was growing up, that was the high school. Um, what is day one in that studio like, in that in – that, Day one was uh, it was a realization I had a lot of work to do. Right. You know, I was able to bring over 20 students just to kind of cover overhead. Okay. And then just meeting the right people, connecting with the right people, and just continue to be passionate about it. You know, as a business owner, it's a 24-7 job. You can never stop. Right. And that's the hard thing because you have to start balancing your own personal life. You have mm-hmm. to start balancing your family life, your other relationships out there. But if you want to thrive and be successful, you got to make those hard sacrifices. And those hard sacrifices are going to be year one to year five, which parallels the overall success of a business in the United States. Business success says that you're a strong rooted company within five years of being established. Okay. So did you go into it? the failure rate from that, from one year to year five is so high. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So the longer you're established, you become an anchor. Were you, were you going into it uh, over here on Warrior Drive with, with a five year kind of like mentality of, of, of I would say no, not a five year, not a 10 year. It was like, I'm not going to fail. Okay. So that's the biggest thing as, as an owner, you, every day you come in, of course, you're going to fail in certain aspects of right. your business. You're going to make mistakes. That's how you learn and how you become better. But my success, my drive was based upon, I can't let my family down. I'm trying to be a provider for my family. I can't not go home and be like, honey, I'm not making it because that's not going to be good for me as a man. Right. You know, nor is it going to show people that I have this ability and I have not necessarily a gift, but I have a talent for, for running and owning a jujitsu academy and making sure that those standards are kept from day one to hopefully forever. Right. I agree with all that. And, and that, that's, that's a good point. Um, so day one, you walk in, you bring 20 students over that you already had, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, we can't see it because this is audio, but you, you know, your school wasn't huge, right? No, it was it not was, big. Well, when you started, we've already done like two yeah. or three expansions. Right, right, right. So prior to that, I guess for the local listeners, right. I guess it was an old grocery store. It was at one then point. Then it was like mm-hmm. an art studio. I didn't know that, but you told me that, yeah. I don't remember So that. when I first went in on day one, the walls were like black. It was kind of spooky and eerie. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this was an art shop or was it something yeah. else? Were they doing like voodoo or something? Or? I don't know. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Some shrunken heads in the back or something? Probably. Yeah. So I had to paint the ceilings, you know, because the ceilings were like this green. It was just, it was horrible. It was atrocious. <laughs> 
<laughs> it so needed work. It did. It yeah. needed some love. All right. So painted the ceilings, painted the walls, put in new lights, you know, and then I had to rearrange again because I was getting more people in. Parents wanted to watch their kids. Yeah. It was something that I never really thought about. You know, I was just like, oh, well, I'm going to train your kid. Then you're probably going to drop your kid off. But parents actually like to stick yeah, around, that's, which I like, which is cool. That's like the little nuance that you, like you just said, you don't realize going into it, but that means everything. Like, cause if the parent drops them off and they want to sit there and see their kid and they can't, it's, they get aggravated. They you do. know what I mean? They do. So, so not only do you have to take care of the child, but you have to take care of the parent or their siblings. So mm -hmm. I started coming up with like interesting ways to kind of help draw those parents in to stay. You so noticed I, that pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, I, I can't see. Yeah. Like, I, uh, yeah. Is it that kind of stuff? Yeah. I yeah. can't see. It's too hot in here. You know, L little Timmy's sweating and I'm sweating. Yeah. And, yeah. So that right there was like, okay, well, I need to get more circulation in here. So I need to expand. So I made a huge expansion, which was like the biggest uh, investment into my company then. I mean, the one that I made for here is just stupid. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll yeah. disclose so, those numbers. Oh, look, yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, so you knocked out that back wall in the old room. Yeah. Right? Knocked out that back wall. We yep. went from like 500 square feet to yep. 1,200 square feet. Okay. And then we had to knock down another wall for more parent seating. Mm -hmm. But even then, we're running into problems with bathrooms, changing rooms. You know, we had that funnel in, yep. in the front of it, that transition area. Mm -hmm. and It was tight, is what he's saying. Yeah, it was, it was, still tight. It was so tight. Yeah. So I went over there the other day, and I was like, how did we even survive in here for, yeah. for yeah. that time? Coming over here, I'm just like, yep. man, people are not going to know what to do. It's, it's crazy. You know, I get winded walking from one side to the other. Yeah. I'm I'm really nervous about Eric making us do, like warm ups, the length of this mat because it's a it's yeah super it's gonna long. suck for you guys. It's definitely, I'm gonna, gonna pull suck. the brown belt owner card. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand under the fan. <laughs> I'm monitoring. I'm I don't have to do this. No, nope, don't need to do yeah. it. I'm almost at a black belt. So, uh, so you expanded that. You know, you you moved into that location, expanded it. Ran it for how many years there? What so year was, did you get in there? Because I don't think we said that. Was that 15? It was 2016. Was so we, it? Yeah, so we moved to the coast 2015. Okay, so 16, you opened up on Warrior Drive. Mm -hmm. Within a few months, you're already knocking out walls, expanding that place, or right? I think my time is off. I think we got here in 14. I think we, so. Yeah, that I think I just I think I remember hearing you opened up in 15. Yes, 15, yeah. correct. I know more about your business than you do, is all I'm saying. Uh, so 15, within a year, you're already knocking out walls, Man, you growing. just like... I know, that's what damn. I do. It's the banter, bro. Um, <laughs> can we cuss on this podcast? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. Um, and then... So you ran that, did you, so like all the things that come along with being an entrepreneur, like how did you learn marketing? How did you learn how to build a website? Like was it shoot this from the This is where hip? my nerd comes out. Okay. So you just read books. Google and read books. Read books. Right. And that's, Biggest, I asked that question because I want people, you know, the five people that listen to this, I want y'all to know that's how you do it. Like don't be scared, right? Because don't, don't not do something because you don't know how to do it, yes. right? For sure. So you're going to fail. That's the biggest thing. Like as a business owner, the amount of times that I failed in the beginning was, was sad, you know, a but lot. luckily I was the only one I had to own it, right. you know, that I had to fail. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Cause there's several days where I'm just like, if you're an employee, I would have probably fired you But <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, you're like, saying that to yourself. Yeah. 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 Jim, you suck. God, yeah. what are you doing? You're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, over time you start making less and less mistakes. You start making better decisions. 
the biggest thing I can say for anybody that wants to operate a business is find a business mentor. Find a business mentor within your own specific field, okay. then a business mentor outside of your specific field, because they're going to give you solid objections mm -hmm. and their perception on what your business model is going to be like, because they have no understanding what it is to run a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Right. You know, then you want that person who's more experienced than you, who's successful and be like, how did you build your school like this? And then it's up to that person to choose. Am I going to heed their advice? Am I going to heed their recommendations? Am I going to let it go in one ear or out the other? Right. And what am I going to do with that? And even sometimes in different markets, things are going to be completely different. Some things work for my mentor that didn't work for me. Things that didn't work for my mentor worked very well for me. Sometimes I did something, I was like, huh, that worked, not even knowing that I was implementing something new or whatever it may be. Right. So the biggest thing too is be open to possibilities. Right. You know, always try things. You know, you're gonna lose money, you're gonna gain money, but at the end of the day, it's like, how are you making a positive step forward in your business? I like that. Who uh who who would you say is like a your business mentors? Is it someone specific? Is it things that you read? Is it books? Is it everything? Is it um, YouTube? I mean, there's just, there's so much, Yeah, you know, um, you know, from, from podcasts I listen to, to books, Brazilian um, jujitsu specific or just entrepreneurial, just specific? entrepreneurial stuff. I, you know, I do a lot of stuff with Greg Groeschel. He's a leadership, uh, guru. Okay. Um, he has a, he's a Christian based, uh, pastor, but his, his, like calling his leadership. Okay. So I listen to his podcast. There's also Dave Ramsey. Yeah. So, I know um, Dave Ramsey. you know, I don't know him, but I mean, I listen to his stuff for sure. For yeah. sure. You may know him. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm on Seymour Avenue and I'm talking to Jared Seymour of hey. the BWB. So that's right. That's right. Small You've world. made it, son. You've made it. <laughs> I am here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, so Dave Ramsey. Uh, yeah. So he has like financial peace university, mm -hmm. you know, which is something I think everybody should listen to because being debt free is amazing gives an entrepreneur more freedom to do things that need to do. Yep. You know, some things I agree with other things I don't, but he's not big on debt. No, no. But you know, he's a billionaire. Wow. So is he billion million? Oh, you said billion. Did I? Yeah. It's probably getting close big to difference. it. I mean, he's been doing yeah. financial peace for a long time. So Dave Ramsey, uh, this is why it's called financial peace. Cause it's given him financial no, peace. No shit. Just film it and record it and put it out there and make a ton of money. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. No, uh, <laughs> But then the other one was entree leadership, which really kind of shows a business owner how to deal with employees, deal with problems inside. Okay. You know, and then the biggest thing that I learned is you can't be your own. Well, it's going to be hard for you if you're going to really take this out because you can't find another Jared Seymour. There's mm -hmm. only one. There's only one. You know? Yeah. That, that's going to be interesting. That's my, uh, I'll be your mentor. I'm, I'm, I actually, I've thought about asking you a few different questions. Business-wise and entrepreneurial-wise. Nice. I haven't got there yet. I'm not ready yet. We should do a podcast on that, though. I think we're doing one now. Um, so we're building our relationship. That's correct. So you're in the other studio, when, or the other uh, uh, room. Studio. Gym. Gym. I was, you said you was th I was thinking studio for me. I'm selfish. This is a way. studio. This no. is a 5,000-square-foot sexy did you, when studio. Did, when did Eric come on board? And, and explain to people who Eric is. So Eric Aposo is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's How do you from say his last name? Aposo. With an H? Yeah. Because he's, oh yeah, like the Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. I always call him Raposo, but I'm stupid, so that's fine. You're American. Aposo. American. Eric Aposo. Aposo. All right, go ahead. Okay. So 
Eric came on board uh, like two and a half years ago. I was introduced to him through one of my other teachers that I had back in Texas. The evolution of my lineage in jujitsu is very complicated because like in anything, there's always politics and right. some person is always getting screwed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to stop that from happening to my team here. So I really want to make sure that I had a good black belt. And I knew as a business owner, I couldn't be the ceiling of my own company. So that's gotcha. what I was saying to you. That's impressive. It's going to be hard to replace Jared Seymour from BWB. Right. Because you're the, you're the end point. Yeah. Podcast is slightly different, but I don't, yeah. we'll see. Okay. We'll see. That, that's, that's a, actually like a really good point though. You didn't, you didn't want to be the. The no. ceiling of, of your company. That's, 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 I like that. Well, because part of being a business owner is having freedom to do things that you want to do. So freedom for me is to train jujitsu all day and eat sushi. Right. You know? So, you know, I knew I needed that person to come in and help. And I also knew too, at that time, being a, a purple belt, getting my brown belt, I really didn't understand jujitsu at that level. And I knew the type of academy. I knew the type of level that I wanted here. Right. And I had to bring in a black belt. Yep. So once I got to the students I needed to make that number happen for Eric, then I reached out to him, interviewed him, brought him up here from Brazil. Is that where he was at at the yeah. time? Wow. Rio de Janeiro. Damn. You know? Uh, so I met him at Worlds, which is the largest jujitsu competition on the planet for older people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be there. Yeah, I'm there. So I brought him up, and, man, people just gravitate him. His personality, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's amazing on the mat. He is. So He's been doing it since, like, day one for for him, right? Yeah, he's been doing it for about 20 years. He's only 32? Yeah. Yeah. Minus 20. Yeah. 11. Yeah. Is that right? I would have guessed earlier than that for him, but it, any, either way. Yeah. So he started at 11. Yeah. And then just kind of came up through the ranks, same as, as all of us are doing. Mm -hmm. Started teaching, I'm probably assuming it was 15 or 16. So he's been teaching for what, 15 plus years. Right. And every year he only gets better and better because of his competitions, because of he's a super geek when yeah. he gets to jujitsu. He is. He's definitely that. And so you bring him in. He's the, he's head. the head. Well, right? he's a guest black belt at that time because of like Homeland Security. Oh, okay. So I couldn't deem him as like, it was interesting, you know, and it really shows how blessed we are as Americans Yes. and how hard he has to work to do the things that he has to do here in the U.S., you know, just to get a credit card, just to get a driver's license, just to get an electric bill. So did you, you brought him over here as a, like on a work visa? How does that work? Yeah. So I brought him over here basically on, how do we do it? I think it was, uh... I think initially was, he was on an athlete visa. He had all these like different visas. Yeah. So he came over as an athlete um, because he just traveled and competed so much in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, you, I guess there's just different visas out there. So we um, brought him over. Everybody loved him. At the end of the 30 days, I brought him in at the beginning of February. On March like 1st or 2nd, I was like, Eric, do you want a job? So I bought him a round trip ticket, you know, mm -hmm. from Brazil to Louisiana. He never went back on that flight. And we started working on his green card process. Everything was huge success with yeah. that. And, um, and he's 
living the dream here in the US, which is exactly what he wanted to do. And I'm living the dream of having a phenomenal black belt on the mat and having amazing students to train with every single day. So what did you post the other day on Facebook about he is the number 32? Yeah, so he's 32 out of like 1,700 other black registered black belts right. in the entire world. That compete. That compete. Okay. So he's like in the top less than like 5% of serious black belts here in the United States and abroad yeah. as well. Yeah, so he's, he's not just talking shit. No, like I'm in the top six. Really? Percent. Damn, yeah. he's going he's gonna to choke you for that. But we're different ranks. Right, but still. And I'm way older. He, he, you made it sound like you were better than him, and I know he's going to listen to this, and he's going to... No, he's in the top three. I'm in the, I'm in the top 6%. Oh, okay. All right. It's always better. I'm not good with numbers. So, you got you really him on You really want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, work on those numbers. Yeah. So, you brought him on, he comes in, <laughs> and you, you pretty much, like, blew that whole school up that you had over there. I mean, you packed it out, and then I, I, I started over your place in... 17, 2017, October of 17. Almost a year. I, yeah. Yep. Is when I came on board. Because your buddy said, dude, yep. you have to come down here and yeah. train. I had started training in Hattiesburg. And uh, when I moved back home, which this is home, um, I reached, I, I had seen a couple of you people. You know, you never mentioned training jujitsu on any of your other five podcasts. No, I haven't. That's why I was waiting for you. I know, but yeah. you gotta let your listeners know about you. Your well, origin. I like to make it. I like to make. It, well, I don't like to make it about me. I like to make it about the guest and about what mm. we're talking about, and then just kind of like my thing overlay into that. You know what I mean? But this is this this makes sense because this is how I know you is through this. This is just one more layer appearing about the onion for yeah. you. Yeah. So hopefully, like in you know when I have get more listeners, thousand of these that everybody like, will know everything about me. He's into jujitsu. Yeah. Boom. Yep. You're gonna blow it up now. Um. So I, I reached out to a couple of people that I knew from high school that were training that I didn't even realize were training, but then they started posting some things. I'm like, you know, where do you where are you training at? And they were like, they told me it was your place. And I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna go check it out. And I did. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Right by my house. Everybody was cool. Everybody's nice. You, I didn't. I don't. I, I still don't know enough about jujitsu to to know, you know, like like you could, but but I could still tell. I could see like what Eric was doing. I'm like, okay, he's he's legit. Like he's really good. And uh, Everybody in there was nice, and that means everything for, mm. for a new person coming in. Well, it has to be. I mean, it's a violent martial art. You're yeah. getting smashed every single day. You're getting choked. We're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to try to break your arm. Yeah. You know, so you need to have that trust. You need to have that camaraderie. Right. You need to have that brotherhood. Yep. Because, you know, if I choke you every single day, which, well, I do. <laughs> you do. You know, if you weren't gracious in, in those defeats, you know, we would be at odds. Luckily, you're, you're humble. But that's funny though. It's like, what would you do though, when somebody like chokes you out? It's like, if you get mad, what are you gonna do? You yeah, gonna be, yeah. I'm gonna beat your ass. It's like, ah, I think I just beat yours though. Like, what do you? There's really that's not on the table anymore. Yeah, you know? but it. So talking about that, it took me so long. So being an owner, yeah, you know, you want to be nice, you want to be pleasant, but you want to be you want to be the alpha. To right? a certain yes, but I also I want to treat my my people that you know pay tuition. You know, I can't be in. A dick on the mat to them all the time. Right. You know, I can't put my knee on their throat. Uh, you kind of do, though, but go ahead. But I've, I've gotten <laughs> better because you guys want that. You know, you guys no. see, like, Jim's a competitor. Jim, yeah. you know, trains hard with Eric. Why isn't he training hard with me? Exactly. So I had to kind of get through that mental barrier, that mental hurdle of, like, man, my students want me to smash them. My you know, students want me they to be challenged. They yeah. want to be challenged. Whether it's academics or So I realized physical. I was actually doing myself a disservice. I mm -hmm. wasn't making myself better as a competitor. And it showed. 
But now that you guys are in there training with me, we're training harder, we're pushing harder. I mean, it's not easy to fight you by any means. Uh, it probably is. Dude, you're, you're getting way nice. better. Keep going. <laughs> Trying to help you out. Keep going with the flattery. I'm yeah, into yeah. this. Keep going. So I just had to switch in my head and be like, man, my students, they want to train hard. And ever since then, you know, I've been winning tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's pause here on the origin story before we get into, you know, the new gym. Like we've, we've mentioned it already, 5,000 square feet, and, and, and we'll get into that. Let, let's talk real quick because I think this is important, and we touched on it right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What is jujitsu, right? Because like, I, I think there's probably some people who might listen to this who don't know what it is. That's normal. Misconceptions about what it is, mm. thinks that it's something that it's not. So, like, explain jujitsu. And I'm not and talking about terms. techniques. Yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about like arm bars and all this stuff. For like, sure. Like, what is it? So, jujitsu. Why do people do it? Yeah, why do people do it? What is that? So, jujitsu is. The best way I explain to somebody mm -hmm. is we all know what the UFC is. We know what yep. strike, strike force is. We know that there's punching, there's kickling, there's kickling. ground techniques, <laughs> kicking. They try to kick. I mean, they're not a black belt yeah. like me in Taekwondo. There you go. You know, so. Um, that's your phone. That's my phone. That's all good. That's my wife. She knows that I'm here with the BWB. There you go. So she's just jealous that she's not here. She wants to be here. She does. So anyway, so. Uh, going back to what is, we want to kind of paint this, this picture for them. Right. So everybody, which I'm hoping your demographic of five people. Yes. But after today, hopefully it'll be 50. Could be six though. And I'm good with that. Yes. Hey, stronger every day. Never exa stop. Exactly. Just think end of the year, you could have 365. Might. I mean, I've been pushing yourself on Facebook. I hear you. I hear you. So jujitsu. So think of the UFC, think of strike force. Right. Think about octagon fighting two people in there being the living shit out of each other right well jujitsu is the same thing except there's no punching or kicking or all the bloody mess they're a lot more respectful plus we also are a little bit more humble as well so there isn't the name calling there isn't the bullying going on between the competitors you know mm -hmm. and all the inflammatory remarks which sometimes are quite hilarious right but at the end of the day Jiu-jitsu is what they also call the gentle art because it's using your opponent's momentum to your advantage. Also, when they give you something, let's say their neck, you choke them. If you give them their arm, you know, you try to break it. Right. Um, it's also really good, too, for women. You know, a lot of the positions in jiu-jitsu are ground-based. So we look at, you know, women, young women, you know, looking for uh, self-defense that would protect them from ground assault. Jiu-Jitsu is the, the premier martial art for that because on day one, what do we learn? We learned the guard position, mm -hmm. which is you're on your back and somebody's in between your legs. And people think like, oh, that's such like a, you know, it's like... Uh, it's being a, on your back and being on the ground is not a dominant position. No, but, but, but it, it is, is if you have the correct because, position. Yeah. yeah, because you think about like if if... Uh, I was on my back and I had somebody in between my legs, right? Right. And so that person, they're on their knees. Mm -hmm. Well, the only two weapons that they can use are their, their hands. For me, I can use my hands, but I can also put my feet on their hips. I can close my legs around them. I can pull them away. I can pull them closer to me. You're in control. I'm in control. Yeah. And that's the beauty of jujitsu yeah. is that when you find that position of strength, you're going to dominate that person. And so it's unlike karate or taekwondo 
or other stand-up martial arts where it's a brawl. It's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Am I going to knock you out? Am I going to kick you hard enough that you don't want to fight anymore? But jujitsu isn't like that. I think with, with jujitsu, it's one of these things too, where, uh, like you already mentioned, you're not getting punched in the face the way we train, right? Right. You're not getting kicked. You're not doing these things. You're learning how to take that out of the equation, right? Correct. You're learning how to take a punch yes. out of the equation. You're yes. learning how to go, if it, if you're, if you're up against somebody, whether it's in a, you know, a street fight or a, uh, somebody attacks you or, or just training like we do. You take the punch, the kick, all these things out of the equation, get them on the ground, and then learn how to feel comfortable while you're on the ground. That's true. Right? That's a valid point. Where do my, where do most fights usually end up on? On the ground. The ground. Why? Because you get punched. Right. You get rattled. Your right. pride. You're like, oh, my God. You back away. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to get your composure. And then all of a sudden, you trip over something. You know, or they hit you hard enough that you lose your balance and now they're on top of you, right? So right. they're straddling your hips or it's just the mount position. Now they're punching you in your face, you know, and you're flailing like a fish out of water. Right. Well, in jujitsu, we know this. If somebody straddles your hips, you bridge and roll. Right. And then you're at point now of you're attack. you're on top. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that's a great point that you brought up that, you know, when we look at jujitsu, there is no punching. There is no kicks involved. Yes. Can we teach it? For sure. Yep. You know? But if you get to the inside and you can control that person, you're in a position of, of dominance. Man, just think about the level of control that you're going to have, the level of confidence, you know, self-assurance mm-hmm. that you're going to have. And I really think that's one of the biggest benefits of jujitsu is every day when you train, you get put in uncomfortable positions and uncomfortable situations against bigger people and more talented people than you. And it forces you to think outside the box. That's right. I think, uh, like, I just, like I said, I started two, not even two years ago, a year and a half ago, from, from when I started from nothing to getting started. And if somebody's listening to this, the, the point I'd like to make for him is that you might think, like, well, I've seen UFC on television before, and I'm not into, like, I don't want to beat anybody up. I don't want to, like, smash anybody's face in. I'm not, I don't get in fights on a regular basis. Like, why Why would I ever train jiu-jitsu? Why would I ever want to get into that? That's nothing for me. It's intimidating. You know, mm. why would I ever even step foot in, in the, through those front doors? Yeah, why yeah. would I ever come through those front doors? Because, I, like I said, I can remember the first time I ever walked through the front doors of a jiu-jitsu academy, and it is, it's extremely intimidating. If you're not somebody who's ever been in a fight before or a fighter before, yeah. right, and you're not an aggressive person, right, it's not just people in here you know, your students, they're not people who are like walking around looking for a fight. It's not what it is. I would compare it more to like a, um, I'm going to use this example because I know people know it, a CrossFit gym because you get a great cardiovascular workout. Mm -hmm. It pushes you to a point, just the physical part of it, not the fighting part of it, the physical part of it to like your breaking point, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every day where it's like, okay, this is where I can't go on anymore. And you stop and then you have to look back and go, damn, I wish I could have yeah. went further, right? Yeah. And then you keep going and you keep progressing. So there's that, you know, workout, cardiovascular aspect of it. But then there is also that, what you just said, the uh, ability to feel comfortable if someone attacks you mm-hmm. or the ability to feel comfortable if you're on your back laying on the ground and someone has, you know, is on top of you trying to hurt you, right? You yeah. can you you teach techniques to defend yourself from that, mm-hmm. you know, so you're getting both, you're getting the, the, the workout, the, uh, the health benefits of it. And then also the confidence that comes along with being able to handle yourself 
if something did arise like that. And I know that usually doesn't. It doesn't happen a lot. Most people don't get in fights on a regular, everyday basis. Um, and the third point I would make, like I said, as, a, as someone who's new to this world, the camaraderie. Mm. I don't think anybody thinks about when they hear jujitsu, because I know I didn't, you think of it as a soul, like, like golf, almost right mm. it's like a it's a solitary sport uh, yes and no i think it takes another person not, it does. Not like golf kind of well actually golf does you have to play against someone right mm. and you're rolling in jiu-jitsu against someone right yeah but what what i what i would say is that only i can make myself better through what y'all teach mm -hmm. but the camaraderie that's in this gym that's like that's, well, that's the sticking a, point dude that's well, that's what keeps people here i think yeah so i kind of planted the seed right i'm like this is what i want my gym to be but you guys are out there every single day you guys are you know maintaining the field you guys are pulling out the weeds mm -hmm. you guys are redirecting the crop to grow right correctly and this is just a philosophy that eric and i put into y'all's hands to do the things that we want the school to be and the way that we want it to prosper and grow and to share that art with everybody else. But the same thing is with CrossFit. You know, I didn't train CrossFit for years because of what people told me, the injury rate, right. you know, how hard they were training. I was like, this really doesn't jive well with what I'm trying to do. But now I love CrossFit and I train at Bandit CrossFit. Because I found a box, I found a group of people that met my needs, you know? Just like there's other CrossFit gyms here on the coast that are going to meet those person's needs. There's other jujitsu gyms on the coast that are going to meet those person's needs. But as long as they're active, they're doing CrossFit, they're doing jujitsu, who cares? They're, they're physically active. But this is why there's different businesses with different business models and philosophies and mission statements and visions. Right. So, you know, I think I'm just fortunate to have a model that people are attracted to. I think that, like I said, though, I don't think people... Because I know I didn't realize the community mm -hmm. aspect of, of of what you have here, from your old gym to this place now. You know what I mean? It's it's not just a solo thing. It's 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 it's, and that's what I really like about it. And like I never experienced people. a community like this. Yeah. The only community like this I would say would be similar to would be uh, a church organization. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you walk into church, it's like, "Hi, how you doing? What's up? How's it going?" Yep. Same philosophies here, same philosophies in a CrossFit gym, like the level of that camaraderie, because it's so bloody hard. Right. You know, like you come in here every single day and the mat humbles you. Yes. You know, it's not like karate and I'm not, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with karate, you know, or, or, or Taekwondo. Right. But when you look at those martial arts, they have independent stuff. So they have forms, right. Mm -hmm. Or katas, right. Where they're pre-positioned positions and stances that you're going to go through, which mimic training without a partner. Mm -hmm. Then you have your punches. So it's like you can work on your punching without actually punching someone. Same thing with your kicks, your stances. And then you have a bunch of other stuff that you probably have to learn as well. But every single belt level is a cookie cutter carbon copy. So as a white belt, like if you and I started karate together, we will learn the same thing as a white belt. We'll learn the same thing as a yellow belt. We'll learn the same thing as an orange belt, going all the way up to black belt. We would be a carbon copy of each other. We would know the same skill set. Right. Jiu-jitsu isn't like that. So because of your prior training, you're going to bring in a skill set that's going to make my school better. We're going to give you a skill set that's going to make your better. And then in you your mean mind, variations on techniques? Yeah, variation. Okay. Because every school is is completely different, you know? 
Like if you go to a pure Gracie school, you're going to learn a ton more self-defense. Yes. You know, you're part of my school. You're going to learn self-defense, but you're also going to learn a big component of, of sport jujitsu as well. Right. And a lot of those techniques can be applied to self-defense, but other ones shouldn't really be applied right. in that type of situation. Correct. So that is hard for any business, you know, um, any business that you're going to go into, there's always going to be that sense of, of being uncomfortable because you don't know the breadth of it. You don't know what the value is going to be for you long-term, especially if you're looking at doing a long-term commitment with them. When you go into a CrossFit gym, it's horrible. You see people laying on the ground about to pass out and puke, Yeah, you know, they're screaming, they're shouting. So that person's coming in. You're just like, what is up with this? Mm -hmm. Cause I really like my gym that I was paying 20 bucks to. Right. Why do I want to do this? You know, yeah. but you hear these phenomenal results, right? From CrossFit. Same thing in jiu-jitsu. You come in here to a, you know, to a, a jiu-jitsu gym and there's like two people hugging each other. They're like, eh. so it's like personal mean, space. Oh, you mean like when we're yeah, rolling? Yeah. When we're rolling, rolling. Oh, dude, that's you know a very I mean? big like you know, thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. about that. Well, the first you know? time you do it, it's kind of like, oh, I don't. Like, you're what? my bubble, and you're yeah. a dude. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's but weird. Once it you is. get past that, you do. Yeah. You know, same thing. Which in, is what a fight is, though, right? It is. If you're out in a, like wherever, and somebody attacks you, they're in your bubble. Yeah, but at <laughs> that point, when somebody like punches you or attacks you, you're caught off guard. You know, and you're more accepting of it because you're like, oh, crap, I got to survive. But in here, it's like we touch hands. Right. We bump fists. You're like, please try to kill me. Right. It's kind of like Fight Club. You know what I mean? Like other than yeah. like getting the shit beat out of you. Yeah. But I mean, there really is a camaraderie that goes along with it. And there is something about coming in here and doing like training that you leave it all on the mat. Mm -hmm. Like as cliche as that is to say, it's there's some truth to that. Right. Mm -hmm. You bring mm -hmm. all in your stressors. And I've heard other students in your school like I listen and I've heard them say that, like they bring their stress into the, into this school and they do their thing here and they leave it on the mat. It is because if you leave it on there, like you come in, you had a bad day at work, right? Right. You just give everything you can. And that doesn't mean you come in here and you like, you know, try to hurt your for opponent. Sure, sure. It's not that it's you give it your all. And then whether you win or you get defeated. Cause you have that hour to you, you know what I mean? So you got work all day at, you know, eight hours, people are like in your ear, they're in your head. You know, stress of driving here. But once you get in here, it's an hour of uninterrupted, like, time. And there's only one thing you could focus on. Whether and you so, think you can or not, that yeah, yeah. is going to be and the only thing you focus on. all that other stuff yep. just kind of dissipates. Yep. And then you realize you were almost killed 20 times yeah. on the mat. And you yep. realize that your life perspective is like, yep. huh, you know, maybe that email that I got from my boss it's wasn't so bad deal, because yeah. Jim almost or, killed me Or again. like the person that, like, totally just owns you that day that just just defeats you at every single time you try to do something they just boom 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 it boom it does boom. because it gives you something else to think but about here's the here's my part that like the, the part that i enjoy is that once it's over with whether you tap or 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 whatever going back to the community of it the camaraderie of it everybody from all the places that i've seen they always try to help each other Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, Hey, I just beat you, but let me, let me show you what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and you did this, but don't do that next time. If want you, could, you to improve. Right. Because it's a mutually because beneficial. It, may, it makes right. it better for me That's and exactly every right. other student, you know, on this, this mat. Cause you guys have a thing like hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag white belt nation. Yeah. Exactly. Wish we had a really video for that hashtag. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, you know, it's, it's, but you guys, you would think though, you would think that just for instance, if you're a brown belt, right? 
like that people may be listening to this and thinking like, man, I'm still a little nervous about it. You like the brown belts or the black belts are going to come through the school and just just destroy all the new people and and, and beat them up and tie but, them up and 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 not hurt them but yeah. like just like embarrass the shit out of them and it's really it's not it that is what, that but it ain't that like well, we're not trying to embarrass you what we're trying to teach you is you can survive you have the capacity that it sucks this right. is horrible right. but I'm still living right because think about it in a fight in self defense you know. Like, man, this is horrible. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. Right. But in here, what we're doing is we're giving you that mental perseverance. We're giving you that indomitable spirit. And for two years, we're smashing you. We're doing all this stuff. And you're coming back every single day. That's right. So think about that. If you're outside and you spent two years training in here, you get into a situation, you're going to be able, feel 10 times more comfortable on the ground because you spent so much time in here. We've worked on your stand-up. We've worked on your ground game. Mm-hmm. You know, so the only thing you have to do is defend, implement your technique, and create space, create distance, and get away. That's it. What about the people in here? I think right when I started, y'all were doing a weight loss challenge. Mm -hmm. A lot of people lose a significant amount of weight when they come in here. For sure. One, because you're wearing a kimono and you're sweating. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so... So that so let's kind of go back to our UFC analogy, right? right? So we're just not wearing spandex. Right. I do. Tidy shorts. Un- underneath, but that's... Anyway, keep going. Man, you totally just derailed <laughs> me. That's that's my that's where I start from, and then mm. I put on the gi. But right go on. ahead. Yeah. So so it's, it's not that... So when you come in here, it's very professional. You know, you have on martial art pants, you have a martial art jacket on, you have a t-shirt on, you have your belt. So when you're training in here, you're training in a professional training environment. And so that concept of... I'm going to get punched in the face. There's going to be strong dudes in here ripped. There's going to be girls in here that I was going to go down a bad path, but yeah, let's just stick to the dudes. Right. So well, you do have women that train here. We do we have, have women a lot. That train. We have a lot of women. We have, uh, we have a good, couple of them that I'm, I'm afraid of me too. I mean, seriously, they've gotten so good and so yeah. strong. Yeah. They train harder than me. Yeah. Like when it's a, like a role's coming up and they're available and I, I know like we could, I like look away. I'm like, oh, no. Don't choose me. Don't yeah, choose me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, nah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. There's a new guy. Yeah. But go get him. So, uh, so getting back to it. So jujitsu, it's amazing. You know, really go and try it. And I really say that for anything in life, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what it is, go out there and try it because you never know how well you're going to succeed. What's the age range here? So age range here, we start at three, and then we go up to however old you want to be, which is my dad, Dukes, 68. <laughs> Pops is the oldest one Pops here. is the oldest He's 68? One. 68. Wow. And he gets out here. Yeah, he does. And I've rolled with him. Yeah, he's, he's a, he has that old, old man strength. Yeah. Like, he did, I'm an I mean, old man now. Dude, 68, like, if you're out here doing some stuff, I don't give a damn, like, what you're doing. If you, if you can get out here and, and train and do the warm-up yeah. at 68, like, Kudos to you. It's amazing to have him on the mat. Yeah. You know? So I love it. I mean, think when, you know, your son is out on the mat. Yeah. You know, and the camaraderie and everything that that you have. Because one day, you know, he'll be older and you're going to be way older. Yeah. You know, both of you black belts. And people are going to be like, oh, look at him out there. I've been to a couple black belt ceremonies and I know you have too. Like, that's intense. I think. think Where somebody gets their black belt. I think any belt, any stripe is intense. But I think, I think that. But that's the pinnacle. That's where we're all. Well, well like you mentioned earlier, though, and and not to diss on any other art, but like you know, it takes at the minimum ten years 
in jiu-jitsu? You ain't eight, getting a black belt in, in two years. Eight to 12 yeah. years. Okay. But that's average. But there are some phenoms out there. Like, I have a guy that got it in five years. Yeah, but he probably, like, did it full-time, lived, ate, breathed, shit it, right? Yes. Yeah. And he also won significant tournaments Correct. that okay. proved his legitimacy right. as but well. But you're not getting it in three years. No. Not happening. Not, not happening. at all. So when I think you, BJ Penn got it in four. But again, damn. it's BJ Penn. That's true, but that's a, that's impressive. But yeah. still, I've been at those, man, and the, the, all the guys that I've been around that got them were like eight to ten-year guys. Yeah. That's a long time to do something, man. That's and a long hard. time. But this is why you need to have that camaraderie. This is why you need to have that fellowship. Right. Because if you come in, there's a bunch of douchebags and a-holes on the no, mat. You're, you're, Nobody's ever going to nah, make it to a black belt. Nah. But you need to have that that love on the mat. You need to have that camaraderie. You need to have that support. You need to have that community, that people cheering you on. Because if right. you don't have that, man, eight, ten years of your life is a significant amount of time. It is. It is. And so it really needs to become a lifestyle. It can't be just like, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do this. No, you need to be like, man, this is amazing. And that's why, like our school, we have a 96% retention rate. Really? Is because when the atmosphere, but we also know our clients and the customers that we want to have. That's awesome. And I bet that 4% is a lot of people that just move. Military. Yeah. Majority. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, we have people too that just, you know, normal life circumstances. Yeah, that's going to happen. But a large majority of that is is military people because we're so close to Keesler Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing, man. I, I, I wish people would try it. Like I said, for me, I started at 30, hold on. Two years minus your no, current uh-uh, age. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Year and a half? Yeah, 34. Yeah, I started at 34. So that's super late. Way no late. No way. I started when I was 31, 32. Really? Yeah. Okay. So about the same time. Then I was like two years after you. I'm 41 um, now. Right. And you're a brown belt. But it's... Uh, but I've got my ass handed to me every for day. several years. Every day for me. Every day. The it's, same way for me. I would go in. I'd be like, are you serious? Yeah. Smashed again? Yeah. But yep. you realize you start going back. You're like, mm. little guys. For me, I'm 6'3", like 215, 20 pounds. Mm. Dudes that are like way smaller, that are just like moving you around. And you're like, wait a second. I thought, you know, you think strength's going to help you. Nope. But that goes back to nope. the whole principle of jujitsu. It's Leverage. the little person yep. beating up the bigger person, yep. controlling the bigger person, and using leverage and Elio their energy Gracie, he was only what 150 150 pounds he was little know. he was tiny that might even he i think he was less than that I think he was like 130 tiny guy hung with everybody mm. it works when you got a good technique can't be beat like my football coach used to say mm-hmm. so i think the last topic to discuss is uh leaving you left that warrior drive building mm-hmm. you had you had a good thing going over there why yeah. the f- did you <laughs> why the f- did you come over here? Well, really? Like what, reason- what what planted that seed? You guys? Me? <laughs> yeah. I told you I planted <laughs> it and you guys kind of grew it, you know? Right. And so there's, there's Honestly, a certain- it was getting it was getting it, it was, was getting, getting uncomfortable. It was on getting Monday it. on Mondays. Every every class, you know, from the little kids all the way up to the bigger it was, kids, dude. It was getting then bad. to you guys on the mat, which is good, like, but it was getting and bad. it was just steady. It was, and yes, could we start? Could I keep you guys there for sure? It was getting but tough. You have kids, you have bathroom, you know, so you start having all these other problems that you don't think about as 
and problems. Owner. Yeah. As problems. I'm like, I have more than enough mouth space, but oh shit, I don't have enough bathrooms. And we now my bathroom space. Yeah, now I lately, mean, yes. Which is a good problem. Which was a good, I'm glad I made that decision. But even when I came over here, you know, we were at 20, 2,200 square feet. There. There. Yeah. When I first came over here, it was only going to be just over 3,000, basically this line right here. In this new building. Yeah. yeah. So we were going to have more mat space, and we are going to have more bathrooms, but the overall space for comfort yeah. was going to be small. Yep. So I realized very quickly that I needed to how'd fully... You, how'd you realize that? Uh, without, start, it, without it being built? Yeah. Uh, math. Okay. My nerd came out again. <laughs> one plus one is one. Yeah, yeah one yeah. plus one is yeah. one. and Well, it's actually two, but um, anyway. So you just was like looking at it and you're like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. That's bold. And then That's I just bold, had to man. make that, that transition because the school just continued to grow. You know? And so like when I first started... Four years ago, you know, I had one student. We and talked about that the other day. One student. He had one student. One student. I think it was seven. That's that crazy. was fun training with him. Yeah. Okay, time to roll. Yeah. Okay, come smash me. Right, right, right. You know, but now we're we're approaching 150. Shit. That's good. You know, that's really good. Insane. Um, you know, and I remember when I first started, I was like, man, I just want to have just God, just give me 50 students. That's all I want. Was that the number? That that was the the number. Then it was like. Okay, now what do I need to do to bring Eric over? So I was like, okay, I need to be at 75 students. Crunching numbers. Crunching, like crunching numbers. numbers. Yeah. You know, every day, 24 7. You what know? does he think about all this growth and expansion and shit? He is blown away. I think when day one he talked to me, he didn't expect we would be at this level. Right. You know, we always That's have That's a big this. leap for him, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he left said the he whole wanted, country. You said he wanted to come here and like that was his dream. But he entrusted me. Yeah. You know, he left everything. And came here with like no through, credit score. through like emails and and you said you met him at uh, what Worlds right yeah Worlds out yeah. in Las Vegas which people that's like a competition yes yeah, it's, it's World Masters there's Worlds which is for adults right. which Jared and I are way too old <laughs> well I'm well he could still compete in and probably do well but no no but anyway so you met him there but shit that's a big ass leap of faith yeah so I met him there and then we just started like Skype and Facebook uh, live chat. And I kind of had to make that decision. You know, I posted something that he was coming here to the U.S. And so many people comment, like, he has an insane jujitsu. He's a phenomenal teacher. And I'm like, who is this guy? You know, because his Facebook stuff was all good, you know. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, you, you know, had seen his social media stuff? Is that what oh, you're saying? Heck, yeah. yeah I bet yeah. the heck out of people. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're representing my brand. Right, right, right. You know, and so everything was really good with him. And then I just started realizing the quality of instructor that I'm getting. And I can't believe we have this level of instructor here on the coast in Southern Mississippi from all places. I would have never thought I would have had a school like this in Southern Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Mississippi. I do. Dude. It I is mean, very cool. This is such an this. underestimated state. It is. It is. We got a bad rap on some things and some things we deserve, but some things we don't in every uh, state. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, but, I come from New Jersey and they say it's from like the armpit of the world. Yeah. Which, well, kind of true yeah we got to own it you just yeah. got to own your you know yeah. your flaws but yeah so he's here man and y'all have been like like i said y'all have been blowing it up and so 
the people I'm going to take some pictures and I'll post it along with this, uh, this, you know, this audio, uh, recording, but this is 5,000 square foot, man. I'm looking at it right now, 5,000 square feet. It's about how, how, what duplicate of mat space is this three times, two times? It's about two times, two times for the local listeners. Yeah. I would say that our new mat is basically the size of a shotgun house. Yeah, a FEMA, a FEMA cottage, if you. Yeah, so it's actually 18. Mat space, not mat total space. space. No, like, no. Yeah, mat just space mat space. 1,800 square feet. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah, that is a shotgun suck. house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a house foundation that we train on every single day. Yep, yep. That's insane. Yep. And he's got, he's got like the high quality, those are IBJJF mats, right? Yeah, these are top level, they're called zebra grappling mats. They're, yeah. they're, they're top level. The, the cost on this was Extreme. atrocious. Yeah. You've got the back wall matted too. So whenever we get, you get slung around, you don't hit. Safely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was another thing I was going to ask you earlier too. We talk about um, like the new guy coming in and if you're worried about stuff. There's not that I've seen again, both gyms that I've been a part of, not a lot of injuries. No. No like serious injuries, right? I mean, you're gonna have yeah. some aches and some pains and yeah, some any some whatevers, but not like you're not breaking ribs, you're not getting So every you know, it's football, right. you're gonna have injuries. Right. You know, you do track, you're gonna do injuries. Right. Like it's it's just part of it. You right. know, like we're humans. You know, we can only control so much. And right. if a joint goes out of alignment, we step wrong, whatever it is, like right. us being older, right. like I pick up a gallon of milk and my That's true. back goes out. <laughs> I picked up my kid and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But you can, yeah. you know, that's true. throw around a 200 pound guy and be perfectly okay. That's right. That's right. You it's, you're going to get something, but it's yeah, not yeah. like you're, you're not leaving anywhere like broken arms and legs and stuff. No, no, like, no. It's not, it's not, not like that. But yeah, 5,000 square foot, man. I mean, he's got. Now, a big what do you got? Ass now? fan. You do have an official big ass fan, which people I don't know. Like I'm gonna do some post production audio, but you may hear that hum in the background. That's a that's a big ass fan. I don't know. That, fan. That's kind of low on the audio scale. Yeah, you probably won't hear it, but if you do, it's anyway. amazing. Um, w two big ass bathrooms with a shower facility now. Both of them. Like I know you're sitting here right now, just like flexing. I always, gotta walk, be. I always walk around flex, dude. I'm like a human muscle. Yeah. I walk and I'm, bah, bah, yeah. Bah. But I mean, seriously, like business wise, right now, you're like, bah. no. You should it's still, be. It's still surreal. Yeah. Like, I'm. I'm still trying to process. And I didn't it. even tell anybody yet, and you didn't either. Uh, today is Saturday. Yes. You have been Friday and Thursday and Wednesday. Yeah. Previous non to this, nonstop. Yeah. Moving, moving 12, from the old gym to this gym. Twelve, sixteen hour days. But yeah. it wouldn't be possible. I mean, you helped the other night, and you saw like it was the a, amount of stuff yeah. that needs to be moved, you yep. know, and to get things up and running again. So, I mean, even my parents, you know, my mom Dukes, yep. my pops, you know, were here today, you know, helping me clean and get things organized. I mean, but like you're just sitting here right now at this at this uh, counter, and you kind of you can take a breath, right? No, no. I'll be like, I hope I. <laughs> no, I mean, you still got shit to do. Well, like yeah, this. I was like, I hope I can afford it. Yeah, you I hope will. I, can, I think you will. I hope man. I can pay Eric. I think you will. I think you can. I really do. I really do. So anyway, let's get back to the visual tour. So yep. there is 1,800 square feet of amazing grappling mat by Zebra. Underneath that, we have what we call a subfloor. He's in the business mode. I love it. Subfloor is basically constructed of foam polyethylene blocks. They are about four inches in height. They're resting on 
two tops, two uh, pieces of plywood, which creates the firmness in the mat so it's not too squishy or too firm, which plays a role into safety. It's forgiveness when you're getting rolled around or yeah, thrown on this, on this floor. Throw the heck out of you. Yep. Um, so as he said, we definitely have, we have two bathrooms, uh, showers. We actually provide bath towels and some amazing soap grappling specific to make you feel uh, fresh. Fresh and so clean. Fresh and so clean. Actually has tea tree oil in it. Yep. Um, then at the far end, we actually have a parent and kid like lounge. We mm -hmm. have a 50 inch TV with a beautiful sound bar. Boom. So streaming some Netflix and some Amazon Prime. That goes back to what you were saying earlier about parents wanting to watch their kids while they train. Yeah. Uh, you got a room, you got like a whole damn area now to just sit there and like zone out or watch your mm -hmm. kid or let your other kids. Oh, That's free, my problem is the youngest Wi Fi. They can jump on their mobile devices. They can like yeah. work on their homework, do whatever well, it is. Well, hopefully my youngest will go over there and watch some TV while we train. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? You know what you got that I like? You All got my a water medals. fountain. No, I don't care about those. You got a water fountain. Uh, yeah. Actually, too. We have them for the tall people and short people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. I like that. That's new D'Iberville code. That's right. Oh, you have to have it? Yep. Really? Because we're a fitness facility. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Diablo, for or any code for actually, actually being cool. That is delicious water. It is. I drank I some the other night. It's, mm, it's legit. It's good. Yeah. Um, so Bat Pig went away. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah. Bat Pig was the uh, jar you had to put money in for the uh, bottled waters if you drank one. It was the honesty system. It was. You got, you got a ton of medals in here because y'all keep continuously winning stuff. You've got a pro shop mm. for sale. Yes. Yeah, so pro shop, so full on apparel that you guys would need to train in here to kind of keep you guys uh, looking fresh, right? And oh, oh, so clean. That's right. It's 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 done up, man. It's really good. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna take some pictures and then you tell me what you were saying earlier about uh, you got a whole another like what free yeah, we weightlifting facility. Yeah, you're gonna so do? so we have basically a whole another like 800 square feet, which is ridiculous. So in that area, we're going to be having a TRX system, which is suspension, suspension based body weight training. So I think there's only like one other gym in the area that offers it, but oh. our coach is going to be phenomenal. Okay. So it's so like, gonna, like body weight, uh, training. Yeah. Just check out TRX suspension based band training. Let's okay. type in TRX. Okay. Um, then from there, we're going to have, uh, you know, a pull-up station, we're going to be doing wall balls, slam balls, kettlebells, plyo boxes, just a bunch of like crazy stuff that's going to get you absurdly fit and okay. looking sexy for the Mississippi coastline. Nice. That brown water. Are you going to have people, uh, did you say like a coach coming in here to do that mm -hmm. too? And train as you want as well. So both. I haven't figured that part out yet. Okay. These yeah. are one it's of those hurdles. Yeah. 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 You definitely have the room. There's no doubt about that. Like it's a, it's a big facility. Yeah, so even the, so props to my landlord. So uh -huh. We have LED lights, yep. which cut down on the overall heat. It's very well insulated. It so feels good. Dude, this is a hot July day. Yeah. And it feels good in here. So wave your hand in front of that nest thing and see what the temperature is. I think it should be like 80 degrees. It's ignoring me. Yeah. I think you got to walk in front of it. I can't. I'll jerk all this stuff out of here. But anyway. But yeah, it's, it, it'll, it's not hot in here at all. No, because here's a cool thing. So you can set the thermostat at like, 80 some degrees that you have that big ass fan. Yeah. And then because of the amount of air that thing pushes around, it drops the overall temperature in here or the feel, I guess would say mm -hmm. 
to 75 degrees. And it's air conditioned. I don't think we said that. Not only do you have the fan, you have air conditioning. Yeah, 10 ton. It's sexy. Yeah, that's pretty badass. That's pretty badass. I don't know, man. You're doing big things. I'm trying. This ain't going to be the last time we do this podcast-wise. So, no, because I hope we originally. Can originally, I wanted to catch you before you moved mm -hmm. and we, with scheduling and whatnot. I think it's way better that we did it after the move. For sure, because you can I see really the, think it is. Yeah. Before and The finish. whirlwind that you went through in the past three days, and like I've followed the, like all the posts on Facebook between your the 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 uh training group that we have mm -hmm. and then your 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 actual uh business you know yeah. uh feed and all that stuff i mean you've you've you did it i did it you did it and i know that's got to feel good man i know it does and still like you said a little bit nervous too yeah i mean i was successful over there but then coming over here you're like eh. i think you're gonna do but all that's right. part of being an entrepreneur and I, I think i'll do all right you know i mean i have amazing students like you you know, I'm learning, dude. <laughs> you know, it's a humbling experience. Yeah. And you probably got a, a solid like 15 years out of me before I get decent. So there's that, there's that, there's that business model there. Too, yeah, for you know? sure. Right? Longevity. Right. Exactly. Like he's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. That dude. So I don't know. I mean, I think we've covered a lot here, man. Mm -hmm. I agree. What else can we say? Until next time. I like that. That's a good Until way next to end time. it. Until next time. Jim Fiore, American Martial Art Academy. Yeah, I'll probably ask the listeners, too, if they made it this far through it. This is also true. To uh, Where give us feedback. Where can they find you? They can find us at 10418 Suite A, Seymour Avenue, which would be Boom. easy to remember. Yep. What about Geography? the interwebs? On interweb the would be www.amaabjj.com. Or you can also give me a ring or text at 228-238-7444. I should become like an audio announcer. Yeah, you should do it. You can do We should ask overs. for feedback, comments, shares. Yeah. What things we should and should not talk about. That'll work. You know, for the next one. That'll work. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll poll the class because all the, all the students will hear this. Well, we should get more people here next time. We're definitely going to get more people here next time. There's no doubt. One or two months in, we're going to talk about what's good, like how, you know, how you're doing and all that. We'll mm -hmm. do like a little recap and we'll just keep it going. So thank you if you've been, if you stuck with us this long, listening to us. Like I said, if you're looking for something like a workout or just kind of something to challenge yourself, man. Just give it a, give it a, come in and check it out, right? It's not like, there's no commitment, right? You can come in and like, yeah, come like, in, check it out. We'll get you into a gi to sign that waiver. Yeah. And then get you onto the mat. And then you'll get to experience how fun and awesome it is. And yep. then be like, dude, how do I do this long term? That's right. And it's I don't think there's easy. anybody that's ever came and tried it out that didn't like, you know, like you said, life gets in the way sometimes with some it people, is, whether it it's military or just life. But you, you, you know, people dig it, man. People mm -hmm. really dig it. So. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, until the next episode, um, I don't know. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Talk to you later.